simplicity there is in households, in families, all around the world. It's never, I think, seen so deeply as it is this time of the year. For some, you can walk into a household with rooms filled with lights and joy and beauty, while others, that room is the back seat of a car or the trunk of a car. For some children, they have the joy of walking into a room and seeing beautifully wrapped gifts, beautiful decorations, while others, again, their home, they find themselves to be in a vehicle or perhaps even out in the cold. And it's in this diversity, it's in this difference between how we live as a people and a culture that we find the importance of the answer to the question that's proposed in the song we sang before I started. What child is this? Because in answering that question, we answer the question that it is the child Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, who is there for us, whether we live in desperation or whether we live in blessing. This morning, I want to take a moment to tie in the birth of Christ, the coming of Emmanuel to the Great Commission. It's kind of a beginning and an end, if you will, to Christianity, how Christianity begins and its purpose and then what Jesus left us to do and who he left us to be before he went back. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, all that follow Jesus have been given what many know as the Great Commission. Let's read this verse together. Can we bring that up on the screen? One more. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always till the end of the age. This is a a, a Bible verse that we teach. We teach our children. We teach young Christians from the beginning because this is the purpose that Jesus left for us. We're told to go into all the world with the message that Jesus is Lord. We're told to share that Jesus had all authority in heaven and earth to proclaim himself as Lord. And we're to show our love for God by being obedient and following all of his commands. And we're never, ever to allow the world to forget that he, Jesus, is Emmanuel. He's God with us in everything we do, in who we are, and who he wants us to be. We're not alone. The world must know that God is with us. Christianity, the fulfillment of the Great Commission is founded in faithful Christianity. But what do I mean by faithful Christianity? Christianity being rooted in the following of Christ to follow Jesus. Christianity being the belief that begins 
with a deep belief in God and trust that he, in fact, sent his only son. We had that verse that we all know read to us earlier, but let's read it together again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Do you know what the most used word is in the month of December? Teenagers, don't, you're not allowed to say because this was in their devotional last night at the house. The number one word that's used in the month of December, it's not, it's not uh, present. It's, it, unfortunately, it's not Jesus. It's not God. It's gift. The word gift is used more in the month of December than any other word. And how wonderful is the gift that God gave? Is there a greater gift than God having given His one and only Son? And it's tied to the commission, isn't it? The Great Commission is Jesus' words to us to go out and share that message. To share that message faithfully. It's the core of being a Christian. It's the job of being a Christian. It's to share that commission. So when we look at things like we look at all around the world right now, the birth of Christ, why is that so important? Because it's tied to our commission. It's tied to our job as Christians, our responsibility. In Matthew 1.18 through Matthew 2.2, we are told the story of a child born to a virgin whose parents named Jesus And he was called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Let's read together. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful in the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, During the time of King Herod from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born the king of the Jews? We saw this star when it rose and and we came over to worship him. Here's an interesting part of this story. At the end of Matthew 2, 2, the Magi, they're not Jews. They're Gentile astrologers. They're men who look at the stars from the far east. So in this very beginning, we see God also introduced the purpose that this child who's born, who is this child? This child is Emmanuel. He's God for everyone, not just the Jewish people, not just those who God called his own, but everyone. The foundation of the message of Christianity begins here. And the Magi in this story demonstrate that even the Gentiles were looking for the coming of Jesus. 
It's a powerful piece of the message in the beginning. Believing and being faithful generally has the strong foundation in proof. In other words, if we're going to teach something, if we're going to share something, we like it to be something that we can prove. The Great Commission is anchored to the story of Jesus' birth. And it was actually prophesied about 700 years before it actually occurred. See, in Isaiah 7, 10 through 16, the prophet Isaiah is sent to King Ahaz. He's the king of Judah. And he's preparing in his mind to create an alliance with the Assyrians. See, the problem he has is Israel had an alliance with Syria, with the Syrians. And he had he had taken a beating a couple of times at the hands of these guys. And so he's kind of lost his faith in whether or not his kingdom is going to continue to stand. So God sends him the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah says to him, he says, I want you to pick. I want you to pick a sign that you would be willing to accept that will demonstrate to you that I'm still with you. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. He looks back at this prophet from God and says, I'm not going to test God. Right? He's in a bad spot here. He's been beat on his kingdom. He's in doubt as to whether or not God's promise, for whatever reason, is still there, is still working. You know, we ever get that place? We ever get to that place in our life where we wonder, God, where are you at? This week, many, many times this week as we visited with people, I would sit down and they would say, you know, right now, it's really difficult to see where God is in this mess. And we would pray with those folks and we and, and, and here's the point that we want to get across. And it's the point of Emmanuel. It's the point of why Jesus was called Emmanuel. And that's that as long as we do not forsake God, God will not forsake us. He's with us in all of these things. He is with us always. He is God with us. And it's the message that we carry in the Great Commission. It's the important message that we take out into the world that we can't afford to set on, that we can't afford to keep for ourselves, that we have to go out and, and work for every opportunity to open every door in which we can sit with those who will listen and share that the child that was born of Joseph and Mary is Emmanuel. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David, it's not enough to try the patience of humans. Will you try the patience of God also? Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will be he will be eating curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid to waste. This proof 
that Isaiah offers in prophecy, it's not just for King Ahaz. It's for the entire house of David. It goes beyond Ahaz's immediate kingdom to the entire house of David. 700 years later, this prophecy comes to pass. Can you imagine having being a part of, of a study that has lasted 700 years and all of a sudden you find the proof? Think about that for just a minute. Think about what that must have meant to God's people. That finally, the question is answered. Who is this child? This child is Jesus. This child is Emmanuel. He's God with us. How powerful of a message that was. So powerful, in fact, that it wasn't just the Jews that were searching for it, but so too were the Gentiles and other people in the world. And it's the foundation of the message of the Great Commission. And it's still the message today. In the diversity of our culture and the many demands that our culture has of a message that can bring people together, that people can rather gather around and rally around, how much greater a message can we provide is that a child was born and he was named Jesus and he was God with us and he is still with us today. Some scholars try to pass this word uh, virgin off in this to try to, you know, let's tame down, let's tame down the miracle. You know, it's just it just means a young woman. But the Hebrew word doesn't mean that. The Hebrew word is a is a young woman that's that's unmarried and that's never had physical relations with a man. That's the meaning of the true Hebrew word. That's where the truth is found. And it's a prophecy that was anchored to a king that was in doubt. And it's a truth in the gospel that came to a people who were searching, who were in need of a message. And Jesus brings it to the house of David. And he says, I gave you a promise. I will be with you always. And God fulfills his promise on this evening. The same way that death burial and resurrection was not meant to be shared one time each year. And, and church, this is here, here's a big part of the importance of all this. If, if we really want to we really want to get the message out there. The death, burial and resurrection wasn't something to be shared once a year. In fact, we 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 share that and we celebrate that to some extent. And we teach that every week, don't we? The first day of the week, we commune, we remember but anchored to the death, burial, and resurrection and that unbelievable miracle is a virgin birth that rivals, that miracle rivals that of a man rising from the grave after three days. This virgin birth, that miracle rivals that miracle of death, burial, and resurrection. Living out the Great Commission is to faithfully share this story every day of our lives. When someone comes up to you at work and they're hurting and they need some they need some encouragement, why not start with Emmanuel? Why not start with the first part of the story where God is proclaimed as in the form of a baby as God being with us? Share the proof. We can be faithful knowing 
that God had this story planned out from the start. Here's some biblical truths. Look at Galatians 4.4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, under the law. A proof text in Galatians that explains the purpose. That the time had fully come, the people... Of, of God needed to see. They needed this sign. So Galatians 4.4 4 shows us that God brought this sign to those people. Look at John 6, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of the One who sent me. This, this proof that Jesus, God with us, came directly from God with a purpose. Look at Philippians 2, 6 and 11. Who being in the very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. At that, the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. These texts all demonstrate that when we say God with us, there's truth in that. It's God that came from heaven to earth. To live among us for a period of time that we might have a living example of our faith. God's promise goes all the way back to Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. This idea of Jesus, God being with us, was thought of all the way back in Genesis, all the way back in the beginning. God had a plan for our battle with evil, and it was God with us that He would bring Himself and put Himself among us. Think of the message that we can offer to the world this season and every season throughout the next year and all the years to come. That no matter where our lives are, no matter how different our cultures are and the, and the way we live is, God is with each and every one. He gave us this example from the beginning. The meaning of His Son's name, the meaning of Jesus being called Emmanuel was God's desire for us to know that God was always with us. Isaiah takes all this truth and he sets the benchmark of a virgin birth to be the living test for his prophecy. This will bring the world Emmanuel and this child Jesus will be God with us. This story will be the beginning scene for the story when living out the Great Commission for every Christian going forward. Brothers and sisters, this is where our story begins. Starting next month, in the Sunday morning Bible class, the teachers will be sharing the story. 
It's just going to it's going to walk through and it's going to share different stories from the Bible. Jeremy Shear and Paul Holder, I believe, will be launching this class and teaching this class first. I hope that you'll plan to join them in the months in the month of January and February as they launch this on Sunday morning in Bible class. It's in this story that the great commission that the job was given for us in the commission to go out and share. This story will be for everyone of the world. All of God's creation. Tis the season. Many of us have our plans. We have our many different functions that we take part in. But wrapped up in all that, all that gift paper, all that fat food, all that candy and chocolate and laughter, and for some, all that, all that pain, all that sorrow, all that grief, all the different emotions that they're dealing with through this time of the year when things have changed, right? The one thing that stays the same across the whole landscape is that Jesus, Emmanuel, God, is with us. And if we do not forsake Him, He will not forsake us. And that message cannot just be delivered to ears one time a year. We are commissioned to share that message every day, in every way, and in every opportunity. Let's stand and sing together this morning. If there's any need whatsoever, please come forward. Prayer. Um, blessing that you want to share, please come forward as we stand and sing this morning.